This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Time now for us to catch up for our weekly court at all with the good people from Community Law Otago. And Heidi Bates joins us on the line this morning to talk about cellular agriculture. Well, Heidi, uh, uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think probably, Heidi, we should start with a bit of a definition. What exactly is cellular agriculture? Yeah, sure. Sorry, it's a bit of a mouthful to say, isn't it? Um, Yeah, well, cellular agriculture is a a process by which animal products such as meat and dairy and eggs can be produced in a lab rather than on a a farm. Um, So the overall aim here is to provide an alternative, more sustainable and ethical ethical animal product. Contrasting to plant-based alternatives, these products actually have the same cells or properties as regular products. They're exactly the same as regular meat products, it's just the process of getting there that's different. And so um, there's two different processes that are used. The cells are extracted from a living animal and then there's recombinant protein expression or tissue engineering, um, which is used to turn these cells into products. And these methods are ones that are regularly used in the creation and replication of many medicines, and researchers are just now realising we can also use them with meat products. Crikey. Okay. Well, are there any cellular products available and legally available here in New Zealand? No. So there's none in New Zealand at the moment, which is probably why it's quite a foreign concept to people and um, just until recently I hadn't heard of it myself but it's a fairly new technology with the first um, cell meat patty being created in 2013 so fairly recent and only two products currently available on the market um, over the whole world so there's one cellular ice cream available in the US just online in, in the US and a cell-based chicken nugget available in Singapore and only a single restaurant. Um, however, the industry is growing, and there are about 80 different companies across the globe using this technology and working on all sorts of different products, from seafood um, to steak to leather to milk products, and hoping to break into the market into the near future. Oh, it's fascinating, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Heidi, what might be the potential benefits of cellular agriculture? Yeah, so the... Um, the industry is really breaking in because they are hoping that the benefits definitely outweigh the risks and researchers are predicting many benefits um, if this industry does become quite successful in the coming years, a few being environmental benefits, animal welfare benefits and health benefits. So in terms of environmental benefits, a lab-based approach doesn't rely on nearly as much many natural resources as traditional animal agriculture. Experts are even saying that cellular agriculture has about 85% less greenhouse gas emissions, um, uses about 90% less water and decreases land possibly by about 99%. So these figures are crazy. So this is a clear um, benefit here. And so this industry, if overtook our regular farming practices, could help um, New Zealand reach our greenhouse gas emission targets under the Paris Agreement and other agreements um, and other environmental targets like that. Um, Further, there's also animal welfare benefits. So in cellular agriculture, cells are able to be extracted from living animals, so animals don't even need to be killed in the process. Aside from being generally great for animals, this helps us operate more in line with the Animal Welfare Act and our laws in New Zealand, um, allowing animals to live without pain, discomfort, fear, injury and disease, which they're often exposed to in regular farming practices. 
Um, also, in terms of health benefits, these products are cleaner and less prone to bacterial contamination when produced in a lab rather than sourced on a farm, um, as farms can often have all sorts of diseases and infections roaming around. So this industry more easily ensures all food and health, food health and safety standards are met as the lab environment is much more controlled than a farm environment. Yeah. There's some pretty big ticks there, Heidi. <laughs> Those are some pretty yeah, amazing potential benefits. Okay, so let's look at the other side. Potential risks. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, as with any new technology, there's always going to be risks involved as well, which is sort of something that we'll just have to, con- regulators and legislators will have to consider as this technology becomes bigger and possibly makes its way into New Zealand. So some of these um, risks that researchers and regulators in other countries where it is legal have identified are health and safety risks, um, a big hit to the economy and animal welfare again in a different light. So in terms of health and safety, while it is a more controlled environment, um, there are unknowns about this process as it is relatively new when um, doing it with animal products. So while the end product is one which is identical to farm red meat, farm red meat, sorry, um, the processes going into manufacturing the meat are technical and need to be properly accounted for. So we need to make sure where our existing legislation like the Food Act and Animal Products Act are complied with and that government bodies such as um, New Zealand Food and Safety are providing governance to ensure these products are safe and possibly we need to have new agencies in place and things um, specifically for cellular agriculture to make sure this happens. Uh, in terms of the economy, while a new for- workforce and jobs will become available with, with cellular agriculture, which is clearly a good thing, there's also a risk that if regular farming practices are overtaken, that many people will lose their jobs and livelihoods and New Zealand will take a big hit to the economy overall, as this, is, this brings in a lot of money for our country. So um, regulators and legislators will need to be careful in how they treat this potential lost workforce. Um, one possibility could be that they give these people with lost jobs preference in new jobs in cellular agriculture, but this is difficult as it probably is a different skill set. Um, so another alternative might be the, for um, regulators to provide more natural agricultural jobs of other sorts to make sure this workforce doesn't go um, without jobs. And in terms of animal welfare, while there are clear animal welfare benefits as animals don't need to be killed in the process of cellular agriculture, there are also new issues around animal testing as animals will be continu- continuously needed for cell extraction to make these products. Um, so regulators and legislators will need to be careful that they abide by the Animal Welfare Act uh, in terms of animal testing sections in there and the Code of Ethical Conduct for Use of Animals in Research Testing and Teaching, which um, and should possibly look at changing any inadequate laws to ensure that the industry really does improve animal welfare rather than just sidestepping the issue because that's, that's really the aim of this industry is to help animal welfare. So we need to make sure we're actually helping animal welfare. Mm. Okay, so quite a big list of quite strong pros. There's quite a strong list of other concerns we need to get around to get Mm. there. I guess the ultimate question is, is it necessary? Yeah, well, really that's up to you. That's up to us all personally to make that decision, whether we think this industry is necessary. And um, Experts are saying, though, and have been for a while, however, that the way the animal agriculture industry at the moment is headed, especially in terms of the environmental impacts it is having, is 
really needs to change and we can't continue it for much too much longer in the future. So perhaps this is the answer. While some may say a purely um, vegetarian or plant-based path is the one to go down, there are always going to be people who resist and want the comfort of their meat-eating habits. So in that respect, perhaps something like cellular agriculture where the product is actually the same as meat it is the way to go because it caters to a wider audience um, and has some of those ethical benefits and environmental benefits. Um, but regardless of all of this, if the industry does boom in the coming years, regulators and legislators will need to be cautious of all these risks to ensure that we can reap those benefits. So fascinating. Really interesting topic to bring us this morning, Heidi. Who knows? You know, lockdown 2025 coming into level three, perhaps there'll be queues around the block for um, burgers produced this way. We'll just have to yeah. wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see, yeah. Uh, so great for you to join us, Heidi. Thanks for being with us for Community Law Otago's Speak Legal. Of course, um, the the service, the face-to-face service, not running at the moment as far as you guys are concerned, but uh, fingers crossed we'll be back to, I guess, and possibly level two. You might be – have you had any discussions around that as to what yeah. – I think in level two, we're hoping to go back um, face-to-face, but it will just be a bit more um, stringent on booking appointments and um, mask wearing and all that kind of thing and distance. So, yeah. 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 Uh, well, great stuff, Heidi. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. You go well. You too. Thanks so much for having me. See ya. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.